Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be a Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson, and I'm here with uh, my doppelpopolis bandmates, Johnny Summer and Tim Brooke, and we're going to talk about a song we have covered, When Will You Die, off of Join Us. Here we go. So tired of your lies and the evil things you're doing behind my back are the crimes that you have never committed. I doubt it sometimes. I wonder when will you die? You're insane. You are bad. You wreck everything you touch and you're a sociopath. There's just one thing that everyone's wondering when will you die? School children stay at home and all the bank. What's up, boys? How's it going, Greg? What's up? What's up? What's What's happening? I miss you so much. I miss you too, man. And you, Tim. Miss you guys. And even Tim. I even miss Tim. (laughs) I even miss Tamming. (laughs) I know. God, with all the shit going on, it's been, I mean, when was, did did we even, did we get a practice in in March? Yep. Before this all started? Yeah. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, because then it was like mid March, everything went down. I'm glad we played two shows in 2020. I'm glad we were able to at least be like, (laughs) I didn't not play a show that year, at least. Right. That'll probably be our total. Yeah. And the the Indianapolis show got us, helped get us an award. Heck yeah. That was a really great (laughs) show. That was actually a really fun show. We got an award award. for. Yep. What was the award Uh, for? We were among a three way tie for the. Best sleeper band award. So Heck we yeah. didn't we didn't suck as bad as people thought we would. So <laughs> nobody saw us coming. Hell yeah, it's the sleeper award. I didn't but, even uh, see yeah. what was hitting them. I was I was the only person there at the show to accept it, so I got to say some words and stuff. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. Yeah. Socially distanced and masked and all that crap and outside and all that stuff. So it was it was cool. So nice. Yeah. If I if and when I see you guys again, I'll bring it up and. You guys can put it on one of the shelves. Heck yeah! With all with all the other awards that we have. Oh, it's a physical award. <laughs> it's a trophy. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. it's a it's a trophy. Uh, yep, not just I like trophies. glory, uh, not just uh, bragging rights, but a real thing. <laughs> yeah, it's got like it's like that crescent moon with the safety pin through. Yeah, it. Yeah, their little logo and stuff. Uh, Punkrocknight.com. Yeah. Punk been and they've been going around twenty years now, so it's kind of a cool. Cool year to win because there's a little more hoopla uh, yeah. added to it. 
the, the spied pandemic shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. And wasn't our uh, Bizarro EP, wasn't it nominated for something? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it was, uh, so it made the cut for uh, best non-local release. Um, Heck yeah. Which uh, I guess, you know, they separate the Indianapolis bands and then, you know, we're, even though I live in Indianapolis, two thirds of the band right. is the Lafayette. So that, that means we're not a town band. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, well deserved nominee nomination <laughs> for sure. We're so good. Are they doing weekly shows again there at the Melody Inn? Yeah, yeah. Somehow, some way. Jeez, yep. um, they were of course uh, bouncing back and forth between the Melody Inn and Black Circle, uh, which has the outdoor stage. So the bigger shows would be at the Cir- Black Circle and Brewery, and uh, smaller shows are at the Mel. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do they limit yeah, capacity at the Mel? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. I like a quarter of what they're. Eh, I don't know. I don't know the laws. It's gotcha. That's yeah, a lot less people. I'm sure about the same as when we would play there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there would be no change if. Uh, I know it doesn't matter. Limited capacity show for us. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, the door guy would be like, well, I would stop letting people come in, but there's no one else coming in. So. <laughs> yeah. Anybody yeah, in, in Indiana, if, when, when you feel like it's safe to make sure you make a trip to the melody Inn. it is a punk rock institution, uh, in Indianapolis. Very cool. Uh, uh lovingly called dive bar. Um, yes. The greatest in punk rock in Indiana. For sure. Best punk rock bar in Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right, so dudes, let's let's get into it. So, um, you guys have both been kind of dragged into my They Might Be Giants fandom because no nobody in my orbit can escape They Might Be Giants. <laughs> and so, but I just want to know a little bit about your history of fandom with the band, what it might be, and when you would have first heard them and such. So, uh, Johnny, you want to go go first? What's your history sure. with the band? Uh, well, I'm sure I am not alone in this, but. I first heard of them from Tiny Toons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were a handful of years, and I've never gone back to figure out the math, but that I knew those songs from the Tiny Toons uh, episode and was very familiar and loved them, but didn't know who sang them. And yeah. then I remember meeting an older kid at our campgrounds that our family always went to. And he had a, they might be giant CD, whatever the one is with the squid on the cover of it. Apollo 18, my favorite album. And then that was my, the, my introduction. So that was how I first heard about him. Nice. And did you hear any other songs along the way? Um, or was just kind of, that was the stuff you heard back in the That was the stuff I heard back in the, in the nineties. And then as I, by the time I went to college, most groups of friends that I had had flood, (laughs) like everybody, Mm -hmm. that album was everywhere. So that was the, my next step. And then honestly, just being in a band with you, I've got to hear a nice eclectic mix of all of their stuff rather than just kind of the songs off tiny tunes and mainly flood really right so yeah and i and i got you hearing some of the songs that actually have a human drummer yes on them. yes yeah which definitely is a appeal to guys like us for sure yeah 
Tim, what about you? Yeah, uh, her um, birdhouse was like, I felt like it was everywhere when I was in early high school. Um, I think it was on the alternative radio station, the point 105.7 that was fairly popular. Um, and then I, I didn't have MTV then, but I felt like it would be on sometimes if I was at friends' houses that did have MTV. Um, and then, uh, like the alternative kids at my high school, listen, you know, always played it. And it was at, I think it was even at some mixers or dances and stuff. Um, and then the, uh, and then around the same time, the tiny tune or yeah, the tiny tunes, uh, particle man and, uh, was caught on like wildfire Mm -hmm, and Istanbul. Um, yeah. So like those two tunes came into my, you know, right, right after and stuff. I was like, wow, this is a weird alternative band. They're pretty, you know, like I, I was into like Primus and stuff and, and, you know, yeah. bands like that. And I was like, wow, these, these guys are kind of on par with kind of weird sounds around the time. But then I, I was, I was more of a metal head though at heart and stuff. So I never really got into them. Um, and, uh, you know, but, uh, birdhouse is, is, is a, you know, it's a, they're big, hit for a reason because it's really freaking good in my opinion and uh and can can appeal to a uh you know 14 year old metalhead you know <laughs> so it's pretty pretty sweet <laughs> yeah yeah did you ever see the music video for birdhouse when it was a man i feel like song? i had once or twice because uh um you know like if i if i were watching mtv it was at a friend's house at night and maybe 120 minutes was on or you know something you know when a more stranger tunes or stranger videos would be played um but not too often you know but it's just i you know i'm I'm, you know i didn't have cable like most of my childhood so i missed out on not only music videos but like these nickelodeon shows people like (laughs) pete and pete i'm like i've never never seen that in my life so you know me neither me neither yeah they they even got to host uh 120 minutes oh no kidding yeah that i believe that but that that birdhouse video is definitely one of those that um just would appeal to all kinds of weirdos no matter what your preferred Mm -hmm. genre was like it's like you could just tell like they were not trying to be rock stars they were just doing their thing yeah yeah, no posturing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. That's one of the things I love about them is that they clearly do it for them. I mean, and the fans, but they're not trying to be any <laughs> genre <laughs> at all. They're just like we are right. what we are, mm-hmm. which is just refreshing yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, Doppelpopulus. You know, uh, everyone would consider us a punk band but we like to pick non-punk band songs to cover like johnny brought in a not a surf song we were covering um tim we've done some uh well what was um kind of forgetting we've covered so many songs at this point yeah i know (laughs) what would you say is the most non-punk song that we've covered of uh uh well i I made you guys do uh daddy rolling stone which is like an old um blues song that the who made pretty famous but then uh johnny thunder's version even who is like you know punk rock godfather and stuff right but, mm-hmm. but the tune itself is you know goes back and they may make it a little raw and all that stuff but uh but the, the one i was trying to remember what was the one that we uh covered just that one time with um mm. patrick uh on patrick barry brown on uh, lead guitar 
Oh. Lita Ford? Yeah. Lita Ford. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That song yeah. wailed. That was so much fun. Yeah. Oh. And we've and we've covered the Mountain Goats. But yeah, when I was I trying was, to think of maybe, a Damn Giants song. What's it? Maybe maybe Mountain I don't know. Mountain Goats have a punkness to them too. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think anyone would call them a punk band. No, no. You know, they've got a bit of that raw energy. But, you know, when I was trying to think of a They Might Be Giant song for us to cover, this one jumped to my mind, like, immediately, because I think it's uh, one of their most punk songs for a lot of reasons. Mm Mm-hmm. Just uh, the speed, the lyrical content, I thought it would fit us perfectly. And I I think we are pretty well covering it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a big accomplishment. The speed is like is uh, it's crazy how fast it is. And you being the studio guru that you are, I think recognize they kind of did some studio techniques to make it even faster and stuff. And I'm like, wow, Jesus! But then, but then they play it live just as fast. So it's yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. the, the, I mean, those uh, the to uh john's and then the the band of them you know that they tour with are just like crazy amazing musicians and you know can really shred too <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so like you were saying a little bit studio trickery there's a quote from john linnell he did a an interview with the suicide girls which is hilarious yep. uh that uh what he said he said um so this and this part i never really noticed but the stereo field in the song is very narrow uh like there's barely any panning in this song and uh linnell told them he said there's some possibly misguided ideas that <laughs> that we just pursued to the bitter end <laughs> for example uh the entire band was sped up a substantial amount but the vocal is at regular hmm. speed okay and some of the, some of the people we played it for were like those drums sound a little thin they didn't get the point of it so i don't know if that requires an explanation <laughs> that we did that on purpose so like you can really hear it when you pay attention to the snare drum just like it's like the pop to it mm. is just insane. Wow. And yeah, I don't know exactly what key they would have recorded it in because it's in G uh, as it is on the record. But I'm wondering if maybe they recorded it in F and then bumped it up a whole step, <laughs> uh, bumped the, the tape up, and then he recorded the vocals over top of that because you don't want that chipmunky vocal. So the vocal is <laughs> right. recorded at that speed. Yeah, the snare does have a nice pop to it. Hmm. Yeah, when you get to that. some of those fills, like there's a couple parts where he does like some double stroke stuff and just like, uh-huh. <laughs> like yeah, so the drums are really fast in that song. Like they're the kind of fast that even when you're playing it, you're like, this feels really fast. <laughs> this is quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the uh the drum part, I love the um well, one thing that's that's cool and punk about it is that like the the verse is just full of those hits like dun dun mm-hmm. dun dun, and I love the kick drum that goes underneath it that you don't quite notice at first, but there's those little details that Marty Beller does. His that yeah his, yeah, it's like that stuttered kick drum thing. I mean, as a drummer, you always I always listen to the drums like I kind of hone in on it, and that is a first for that style of like ending to a phrase throughout a verse that I've at least in kind of a, the indie punk world of just that music. I've never noticed anyone do that before. That was something I really loved about it. I was like, huh, I've never heard that. <laughs> like that. 
It makes you feel yeah. like dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's got a nice. The whole song has an awesome stop go feel to it, which I'm always a sucker for. I just love it when it's like go, no, stop, go. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It keeps revving up and pulling back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tim, you want to talk about that bass part a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, this was a pretty intimidating tune to learn. Um, I grew up. Uh, you know, playing, you know, Ramones and, you know, easy, basic stuff. And, uh, um, but so, yeah, this was the first song I had to, with a lot of Greg's help, um, you know, but, uh, the old three quarter time on YouTube. It's a night handy. Little, I didn't even know that was a thing until you showed yeah, me that. It's yeah. a handy, uh, a colleague used it to like slow down, a uh, someone who was talking very fast on a web webinar <laughs> uh, you know like an online tutorial like, this person's talking way too fast about stuff that's really hard i'm gonna slow them down and i'm like i think i could use that for something you know like a they might be giants cover something more important um, yeah it's just right off the bat there's bass solo and, and it's something you don't you don't see bass solos enough but the, yeah Wankoff, yeah the look, there, i had to dumb it down when we play it live because it's just crazy but uh um but yeah yeah so it's like uh along with a lot of their songs uh you know there's some pretty wild interesting things but uh it all makes sense in the end and uh, you know that's what makes it a good song um but uh but yeah it was it was cool to um um you know nail it down uh in the, in the structure of the song's pretty interesting um you know especially as a when I write, I, it's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, solo, you know, the basic shit, right. that, that I, but it works, you know, I like it, whatever. Uh, but the structure is pretty interesting. Um, and um, I know the, the chord progression, it, it took us a little while to figure out like what the pattern is, because it doesn't loop around really quick mm-hmm. in a pattern. Like the, the, there is a pattern to it, but it takes so long to come back around and reset. It almost doesn't yeah. seem like there's a pattern at all at first. Right. right. And, and like, you know, I had been playing, you know, punk rock or whatever for 20 some years. And, uh, you know, so it, my brain is just one way. So it really kind of pried open another part of my brain, uh, when learning that and, and, and locking it down, um, you know, cause I never really, took on you know because there's a lot there's even you know there's a lot of complicated music out there but i sure as hell would never attempt to cover anything or learn it um so uh you know so it's cool i'm glad i'm I'm very thankful that you you know were patient with me and uh you know and and kick my ass to to do it and uh and because it was really beneficial as a player and uh you know and it's a fun it's really fun song to play you know whether it's practice or at a show you know it's it's so fun you know and uh even if i can't hear the words yard can't understand the words sometimes you know it's the the music is just so fun you know oh totally yeah and uh we'll we'll play uh i'll be dropping our cover in later but yeah i give it a little more of a, a growl on the vocal style mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like that yeah 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 the vocals are great uh you know uh but even if we were just jamming it without the vocals is this the you know the, the the song is so fun and um you know once you lock into it it's it's a, a highlight on the set list for sure yeah mm-hmm. i enjoy songs like that because it 
because the structure is untraditional and it's not like it, like you said, it is a pattern that does loop, but it's a really long <laughs> untraditional pattern that takes a while to get through that songs like that. I feel like coming from kind of a punk rock background, not completely, but generally as well, you get used to just the verse chorus verse structure. And when it takes a little bit more effort to get good at, playing a different style of a song it's just that much more gratifying once you have it down and then you can kind of turn your brain off a little more and just be like cruising yeah this this song took a little longer than most to get to that you know kind of uh, for sure muscle memory Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. of playing it (laughs) really had to concentrate like even you know even a month into playing it yeah you know uh, another thing I love about this is even with like the hard hitting elements of it, that there's still, there's a horn chart to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dan Levine, uh guy who's played trombone on a lot of their stuff, uh, wrote the horn chart. And then the guy, Stan Harrison on saxophone and on trumpet, Kurt Ram, who has toured with them. And the trumpet is especially what gets to, to sh- fucking show off in this song. And even with it pitched up, <laughs> like just that ending that, like it just sounds yeah. so fucking high before I knew that this song was sped up. I'm like, that must be a piccolo trumpet. Like if you've gotten or seen when they're like a little kind of stumpy, yeah. tiny trumpet. But uh, when I saw them live, even at this sped up key, that dude, Kurt Ram was touring with them and he still was hitting those notes. At the that, end. I was going to ask if when you saw them, they had a trumpet to do that part. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't tour with them. Um, he, I think that was the first time he'd done a full tour with them was 2018. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was super fucking awesome. He did some stuff on uh, um, valve trombone as well, which is the trombone that has uh, trumpet I, valves. Those are cool. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're kind of funny looking. I mean, as a guy who came up on trombone, I'm like, oh, that's cheating. But, you know, for a trumpet player, then, you know, to bust out some of that lower stuff definitely makes sense plus i feel like it is one of those songs that having that element of the blast adds to the like punch of the stop go sound Mm -hmm. or it's like it kind of reminds me of some points of like marching band where it's like you just get that like (laughs) with the trumpet (laughs) which is it just adds a really cool element to it you know oh yeah marching band for brass it's like that one that moment when uh your director is fine with you blasting. Yes. You know, not so much yes. In the- yeah. We're <laughs> the director encouraging. He's like, you can blast here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Stuff you couldn't get away with in the concert band setting. Exactly. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Three F's <laughs> or maybe even five. <laughs> <laughs> For TCECECECMO. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, there's uh, another thing in the, on the, they might be John's wiki in the trivia uh, in an interview with the AV club that Linnell did. Uh, it said he notes that he subconsciously plagiarized himself on this song. He said uh, the middle, uh, the bridge of when will he die is almost identical in melodic and harmonic structure to uh, part of the song. The statue got me high and it was so late in the process when I realized it, I was like, fuck it. There's nothing I can do about it now. The song is kind of done. So I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it. The part he's saying that he thinks he plagiarized is the uh, the um, the bridge, the um, 
How does it start? Oh, yeah. On that promised morning, we will wake and greet the dawn. Yes. And he's talking about in Statue Got Me High, if you guys look actually in our, if you see that chat window there, uh, or you could just search it, uh, the Statue Got Me High video. Uh-huh. Bring I see that it. Up momentarily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go to right around the two-minute mark. Okay. And what they found was just a statue standing where the statue got me high. On that promised morning, we will wake and greet the dawn, knowing that you're... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah I can I hear totally it. hear it. Yeah. And what they found was just a statue. The I feel like the melody moves a little bit more in mm-hmm. statue than it does in uh, When Will You Die. But I think the chord progression is pretty much the same, except it is in a different key. But it's the same. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, it's his band. Like he can totally do that. I think it's kind of awesome. I almost think it's almost like a coda, but to a different song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of bands do that. You know, like, why not? But I mean, mm-hmm. I think those guys are so, you know, like they can come up with anything that, you know, they would be like, oh, I did that on accident. Oh, man. You know, I could see them being a little disappointed, but doesn't bother me. Also, and- being in a band, I, it's understandable how that could happen. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And these songs are 20 years apart. Right. And they, they wrote like 500 songs between them, you know? Jeez, Plus, yeah. I mean, the, mel- the, the vocal, to me, whenever the vocal part is so not the same, it, I'm like, yeah, maybe the melody progression of the music, the chords are the same, but I, to me, it's, I'm like, even though, you know, you plagiarized yourself and I say that in quotations, it's, it's still different. I mean, yeah, the the melody is not the same. It has a similar contour. Exactly. But yeah, yeah more... that's a good way to put it. The contour is similar, but mm-hmm. you're it's the same band. So I mean, yep. can do what they want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, yeah. that song wouldn't be awesome if the interlude wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wouldn't be that it, it needs it to be like that to make it the song that it is. It's cool. That's part. how I view it, at least. Yeah, yeah, the way that it pulls back. Um, and it has like two, I mean, I guess you'd call that the bridge, but there's also those little um, other little, it's almost like there's two different bridges in this mm-hmm. song. Like there's that um, part in the progression, Tim, where it goes to the F sharp. Like first it goes to it for a guitar solo, mm-hmm. and then it goes to it uh, for the... Um, the school children stay at home yeah. part. Mm-hmm. And so those are almost like bridges. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then it goes to that, that breakdown too. So there's just like so many parts yes. in this song. And that all happens in two minutes and 32 it's, seconds. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's I mean, they crushed a lot into a very short amount of time. Yeah. Which yeah. takes a lot of brain power to learn it first and write. I'm sure it's like, woo, we're not just yeah. playing yeah. two parts over and over fellas. <laughs> Yeah, and luckily it was a song that I already had all the lyrics memorized to already, just sing along with the album. <laughs> but then, of course, I kept fucking up and sw- swapping verses around. That, would, that start seems like a hard one to sing and play. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, it, it definitely was at first. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of those lyrics, 
Um, there's another Linnell quote from an interview in The Word magazine, whatever that is. I felt a little bit funny about it, and I was thinking of starting again with new lyrics, but the people around me were saying, no, 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 you should stick around with this incredibly hateful lyric you've constructed. In fact, make it more hateful. And then in the AV Club interview, he says, when we were working on it, everybody was looking at me like, who is this about? (laughs) And no, it was kind of hilarious to keep people uh, believing that there is somebody that it's about, because in a way, the energy of the song is derived from that. I would joke and say, well, it's about someone in this room, but I'm not going to say who. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what are some of your favorite uh, lyrics in this one? And if you want to, you could bring them up if you want. That. I, I really like the, you're insane, you're bad, you wreck everything you touch, and you're a sociopath. <laughs> I, I think it's great when bands can have a song like this where it's like maybe not necessarily like how you specifically really feel about maybe anyone at the time that you wrote it but it's just to have it's cool to have a song where it's just ruthless like just about when will i want you to die get out of here you're (laughs) the worst possible human in the whole world and i mean depending on who you are it I mean, you could be thinking of someone, you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) everyone at times in their life can apply this to someone (laughs) that they know. Right. Everyone, you know, speaking like hyperbole, hyperbole, yes, you know, in hyperbole, hyperbole, I can't say the word today. Um, It's just, you know, it's a get out that emotion, even if you don't literally mean it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, But I think that that. (laughs) Yeah, one of my favorite parts is that school children stay at home part <laughs> and all the banks will close. Each year will mark the date on which we celebrate like they've made this person's death a national holiday. <laughs> yes. All the banks will close. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I like how it's kind of the song title is very jarring, you know, like, you know, for them. But then when you sink into it. It's like it's kind of on their brand. It's clever. It's funny it's you know smart you know it's you know i don't think it's like they he wrote a cannibal corpse song or anything like that you know it's like (laughs) you know but but this the song title for sure though is like pretty jarring compared to a lot of this you know their um songs and records and stuff but like but yeah once you kind of listen to it a while you're like oh yeah this is it's them just being you know, and I like, I like, I love the fact that it's like not about anyone. Like, you know, I wish I could write like that. I, I all my stuff has to be from a real place usually, or a real conversation or something, you know, like I, I knew a guy, he's like, um, years ago in Missouri, he's like, oh, you just asked somebody, he's like, Hey, what's, what's the name of a girl that we don't know? And they said it and he's like, they wrote a song about her. I'm like, wow, he wrote a song about some girl that doesn't exist. How does he do that? Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I, I got I mean, you got to start with something and then you just embellish, you know, for me usually, but I was always like, wow. So like writing a song about someone you hate that doesn't exist. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> I also got to say, I really like the part in the song where it introduces the band <laughs> because oh, right, I'm always dude. a sucker for like, well, That's I mean, I love, thing. I love, that. I love yeah. hip hop and rap and it's always been a huge thing to be like confident and say who you are in the song, like and <laughs> right. give props to other people in the band. And I just, I love it when group music groups 
introduce the band <laughs> like in the in the song like yeah. i i just i there's something i just fucking love about that yeah. <laughs> those lines and the, this is dan and that's dan yeah. and there's yeah. party on drums to complete the it. band and i'm john and he's also john yeah yeah i mean, the way, I mean yeah. we're wondering when you're gonna die <laughs> right it just seems like it's coming out of nowhere you're like why are they doing that and then it's like oh we're all wondering when you're gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. die. exactly <laughs> and it's funny all because like, guys. you know the, i mean Greg, you know the the length of time these guys are jamming with the Johns, but like, you know, they're not the original members. They're, but you know, they I'm sure contribute a lot and play live yeah. and stuff. But like, I just love that they're just like the dudes that are happen to be jamming with them at the time. You know, <laughs> and yeah, the guys in this yeah in uh, 2011 when this album came out, these guys had already been in the band since uh, two of them. Um, Dan Miller and Danny Weinkoff since 1997 oh, wow. and Marty Beller since uh, 2004. Gotcha. So, okay, so they had all been in the band for tenured. quite a while. And it's still the same guys. They were well tenured. They're still the same guys too. Cool. No kidding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, singing this, you don't have to change any of the members' names. That's cool. The same guys. Yeah. I, yeah. But I was like, it reminded me of the beginning of um, Ballroom Blitz where uh, like that is the f- ultimate song where they introduce the band because it's right at the beginning uh-huh like mm-hmm. are you ready bruce or whatever uh-huh. yes <laughs> andy okay uh-huh. and i was like oh, that's that's not their name yeah i forget what roll call I just, like, it's like you know, a, i love roll call type of thing like right at the beginning let's see what the band thinks if yeah. they're ready or not to rock it's pretty sweet. Another but cool thing about at another level. I, I also like that it's just musically such a playful song, and it's it's ju- the juxtaposition of when you will die to that is fun to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The um, musically playful, the, the, I guess. The, yeah, the the one that's slightly playful playful and hateful part of the song will exhale will high five <laughs> we will know at last how great it is to be alive and uh in in the miscellaneous tea facebook group um we're, we're recording this the day after joe biden secured mm-hmm. victory as uh as, as our next president mm-hmm. and people were posting it like it's a good day for when will you die and someone else <laughs> posted uh that exact chunk of lyrics yeah. Because I know a lot of people were high fiving yesterday. Uh, just reading the lyrics today, I was like, "Wow, this you could just stamp this on yeah. <laughs> modern times right now if you wanted to." <laughs> we'll be lining up and buying tickets, and then we'll be jumping up and down <laughs> in your grave. <laughs> yeah, the, the high five line is, you, Greg. You always do a little. You put a little mustard on that line, and that's right. always like a vocal cue that to tell me when another part's coming <laughs> yeah certain, and then certain, the uh certain part it's just it's always been that way like certain when you're kind of like zoning out and you're like oh, you, you need some kind of cue like usually it's like a drum fill or something but sometimes it's a vocal thing yeah for me. you know some you know when you're learning something your just brain just kind of like kind of gravitates towards something different sometimes as a, yep. you know usually it's a you know the the drum thing or something but every now and again, it's a vocal thing. And so you, when you do your little high five or something like that. Yeah. Well, exhale, you know, like, high five. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this part's coming up, you know. <laughs> and then the I would thing. usually take it up. I would usually take it up an octave on the jumping up and down on your grave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> way up there, like way at the top, like above 
above where my range really should should be going. <laughs> yeah, which gives it that nice sauce to it. Uh, it always sounds mm-hmm. good to me. That punk rock sauce. Yep. Now, you guys, uh, I want to talk about this music video. You guys, I don't know if you want to rewatch it, but you remember the it's a pink hearse. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, I remember monster the video, hearse. Sure. The yeah. monster hearse made out of cardboard. Basically, really thick cardboard essentially like detailed detailed monster hearse made of cardboard <laughs> yeah that can actually roll yes. down the street <laughs> so the so this video was put together uh by the office of paul uh sar i think is how you pronounce his name uh features the construction and destruction of a, a life-size paper model of the join us monster truck hearse which was on the uh the, there's an illustration of it on the album so they made it real and um the construction of this so it's it's 12 12 feet and let's see 12 feet tall and you can actually print out a a a pdf of this i think and like make your own version of it if you ever (laughs) wanted to Uh, but it featured approximately six thousand square feet of cardboard jeez uh uh, 10 hot glue guns and 20 pounds of flour which was used to make wheat paste um, wow. to adhere the printouts to the cardboard. It took more than 40 hours to even print the, uh, the PDF out at, uh, 3,400%. <laughs> 13 feet tall, 13 feet wide, and 22 feet long, weighed 500 pounds. Mm. Uh, it took eight people to lift it. And the final cost for the video was, uh, $10,000. Mm. Which is, that's and, still like a low budget for a, music mute like pro, pro music video for a band that's like as big as they might be giants mm-hmm. right but still you're thinking about, oh it's man out of cardboard and this, whole, <laughs> this whole thing took you ten thousand dollars no kidding yeah. i mean that's yeah. it was a detailed piece of cardboard <laughs> <laughs> plus i mean I, yeah as someone that makes like bootleg toys and stuff like that too i can't imagine the amount of just I'd like to know the hours logged, like of the whole like production, because dang, that's it's. I, I love videos where it's like we made something for this, like physically made something. It's not just mm-hmm. camera trick. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this article in uh, so it's the site designboom.com that has kind of a bit of the process of them putting it together, which is pretty cool. I don't see if it. I don't think it says how long it took them to total to put it together, but it, but it took fucking forever. Yeah. I mean, it's they they say it took um, just to print out all of the 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 details to go onto the cardboard took forty hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could imagine. And then the satisfaction of crushing it. At the yes, end. man. I wonder. Did, did do you know who conceived the video? Yeah, it's this uh, Paul uh, Sar who okay. I mentioned before. So S A H R. It was his brainchild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they commissioned him. Yeah, the the destroying it at the end is is kind of cool thing, you know. Like it, it it's a you know reminds you of the Tibetan monks. You know, they make those mandalas, and as soon as they're done, they they take it and throw it in a river or something. You know, it's like a kind of a right cathartic spiritual thing. So that's that's kind of neat. Yeah. 
Don't hold yeah. on to your possessions, mm-hmm. even if it took you 8,000 hours to make it. <laughs> Probably, although the, the, those monks probably uh, never seen 10,000 bucks in their life, but right. uh, still the same thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so this guy actually made the, he made the image, the original image that was on the album cover. Ah, too. Cool. So then okay. he was the one that made the, uh, made it real. The monster hearse. It's just such a cool looking thing. Too. It is. Plus, I love pink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ma- making a pink is just the icing on the cake. Exactly. There. Yeah. So there's a couple of live versions I wanted to talk about briefly. If you guys have that email mm-hmm. in front of you from before. Uh, the first one is from uh, a live album they put out the year after. In 2000, January of 2012, they put out a live album called At Large. Uh, if, if you guys want to take a little listen to a part of that first, then we can talk about that. I'm so tired of your life and the evil things you're doing behind my back. All the crimes that you have never committed, I doubt it sometimes. I wonder when will you die? You're insane. Bad. You wreck everything you touch and you're a sociopath There's just one thing that everyone's wondering When will you die? So tight I like the keys as a substitute of the horns Yeah, like the organ that's in there Yeah, yeah, it's a good choice Man, they're, the live mix is really, really nice Mm-hmm yeah, I really like the guitars in this one. I feel yeah. like the guitars are a little more prominent in the tone. It's almost more like where I put my tone when, when we yeah, covered it. Yeah, it's got like a bit more of a... It's less dry. Right. Mm-hmm. There's more verb yeah, on it. Yeah, it's louder and it's got more 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 crunch. Yes. Yeah. Damn. It's. I mean, it sounds as tight as it does on the album. Yeah. I feel like there's a Tim. Is there a slight variation in the uh, um, the bass solo at the beginning? I feel like yeah, yeah. He he kind of um, yeah. It's not exact. You know, kind of had some fun with it. Yeah, I feel like he takes it up a little higher at the end. Yeah, it's not like me. Who has to dumb it down because I can't do it? But <laughs> you know, it's like he he just had some fun with it. He's fast. He's, He's a very fast. Off. Player. He's been in the band since 1997 or whatever. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> I earned my dues. I can, I can yeah. screw with the bass solo if I want. Yeah, that's a really cool version. Then there's a, an acoustic version they did. Um, let's see where this was at Academy Records in Williamsburg. This is in 2013. Oh, right. And here it's an acoustic one, and this one has accordion on it, and it's got. Um, Marty Bella, drummer, playing with brushes. Uh, Flansburg on acoustic guitar, and then Danny on electric bass. One, two, three, four. Oh, Dan Miller is over there. He's just off camera. Say you are bad. You 
For being bare bones in a record store, it sounds amazing. Pretty dope. And this one was recorded by, uh, this is on YouTube, and Capital Q, uh, and that is a guy named John Ulis, who uh, is a bigwig in the fan community. Really? A, uh, uh, a Patreon subscriber to this here podcast, all around rad dude who lives in NYC. Does he have a lot of live performances documented? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you go to his Capital Q uh, I like the shot that he got stuff. because right between the band is that mirror, so you can kind of yeah. see the crowd, too. At the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just... I mean, watching him play accordion and sing so effortlessly is... Yeah. A really special thing. <laughs> yeah, and I love when they go different instrumentation on yes stuff. Yeah, so like we heard, you know, the the at large live version adding organ into it. This one we're hearing accordion in it, so it's like you know you're not hearing it exactly the same way, and it makes going to see them more worth it. I feel like when they mix stuff up like that. Yeah. And I cannot wait till I get to see them again, but who knows where that will. When and when shows will be a thing again. <laughs> yeah, they bumped the the, sh- the Chicago one I was supposed to go to in May. They've bumped till next May, but who knows if even by then things will be. I know you would hope. We we can, let's hope. <laughs> let's just decide to let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> Come on, vaccines. Um, yeah, yeah. And let's take a quick break to hear from one of our podcast friends. Reliant K? I think I've heard of them. Aren't they Christian or something? Don't they spell Reliant wrong? Well, you won't have to answer these questions for yourself. We're Jess and Danny, and on our show, Sadie Hawkins Pod, we're going song by song through Reliant K. You may have heard our crossovers with This Might Be a Podcast, and we're still doing our thing, looking at the band that we think might be the perfect match of geeky rock like TMBG combined with 2010's pop punk. Even if you're familiar with Reliant K from their songs like Be My Escape, Who I Am Hates Who I've Been, and Deathbed, we haven't even done those songs yet, and we think you'll learn some surprising things about the band if you check out Sadie Hawkins Pod. Listen now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most anywhere podcasts are found. And we'll see you at the next punk rock show... Uh, wrong band. Oh, uh, wait. Uh, we'll see you on your deathbed. Should we get to the covers section? Oh. Yeah. All right. So let's start out with this acapella one. And this is, uh, let's see, Mary Amber on YouTube uh, doing an acapella cover. So let's listen to a little bit of this. I'm so tired of your lies And the evil things you're doing behind my back And the crimes that you have never committed I doubt it sometimes, I wonder when you'll die You're insane, you are bad You wreck everything you touch and you're a sociopath Mm. But there's one thing that everyone's wondering When will you die? (laughs) School children stay at home And all the banks will close Each year we'll mark the day On which we'll celebrate I know how, I know why I can picture every part of your comeuppance Except for the one remaining piece of the puzzle Which is when you'll die I like how this one focuses 
well, obviously more on just the lyrics because that's, I mean, <laughs> she's just singing. But then she also spices up the background. She's not just doing oohs and ahs. There's yeah, there's a little craps. death-related and, and she, um, phrases. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's like a die, 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 die. The, and then death bass line where she's actually going, death, death. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the dark like ambiance. <laughs> yeah, the visual here, this is definitely one that people need to go see. Mary, and that's, uh, M-E-R-I, Mary Amber. Yeah, Mary Amber, amazing job. Yeah, just these different lyrics she adds in the background. Cease to live, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, the death choir, the more pop, death pop, choir. pop, pass on. <laughs> yeah, more death choir. <laughs> I'm skipping through here. Deathly clicks, or she's snapping. It's a testament <laughs> to how amazing the vocal melody is in this song, that it just, I mean, it carries it. Oh, yeah, the melody's fantastic, and... Yeah, for an acapella, for a song to stand up acapella, uh, taking away all the, the the punk instruments, for it to still stand up this strong is yeah just a testament to the uh, the craftsmanship of the melody. Yes. Then we've got a cover on piano um, by my friend Daryl Till, who has been on the podcast. Goes by Astral B on YouTube. And he does a shitload of piano covers. He did this one when the album was very fresh. Mm. I guess it would have been the year after. 2012, he put this one up. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Daryl play it on piano. I'm so tired of your lies And the evil things you're doing behind my back All the crimes that you have never committed I doubt it sometimes Everything you touch and you're a sociopath And the one thing that everyone's wondering When will you die? School children stay at home, yeah And all the banks will close Each year to mark the date On which we celebrate I know how, I know why I can picture every part of your comeuppance Except for the one remaining piece of the puzzle Which is when you'll die I really like this. I love his voice. Yeah, his interpretation of it is awesome. The way he delivers the vocals is... He's singing along, right? He's not, like, overdubbing it. Right, he's doing it live. Which, to me, too, being able to sing that well and play piano is... Yeah, I'm sure it's (laughs) really hard. I like how percussive his piano playing style is. Oh yeah, he's he's a pounder. Yes, I, I love, love that. Yeah, it reminds me of like I mean, toast. it is not ragtime style, but it reminds me of it the way he's just like percussively hitting the piano, trying to make people dance. Mm-hmm. To it. And you can tell because this is an electric piano on a, a stand, and he is just making it. <laughs> I know, I, <laughs> he's rocking out. Yeah. Nice job, Daryl. Then we've got one over on Bandcamp. Uh, the band is Guest Host, and it's guesthost1.bandcamp.com. 
And this is from a whole album that. Oh wow! This person did. Cool. Okay. I think, and I think all the stuff might be played by one guy. so tired of your lies and the evil things you're doing behind my back are there crimes that you have never committed i doubt it sometimes i wonder when will you die you're insane you are bad you wreck everything you touch and you're a sociopath but there's one thing that everyone's wondering when will you die school children stay at Picture every part of your comeuppance Except for the one remaining piece of the puzzle Which is when you'll die Johnny, do you think these are real drums or programs? I think they're programs Yeah, the bass sounds like a keyboard I like this that's pretty sweet. Slows it down a pinch. Yeah, and it, which is kind of cool for a change. Almost gives it a little bit of a groove. Yeah, I was going to... That, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, it does groove a little bit. Yep. I like the like bedroom recording vibe of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bedroom pop. Uh-huh. Kind of cool. Lo-fi, but not too lo-fi. Exactly. Yeah. And there's one more cover I got to play by this band called Dapapopolis. Oh. <laughs> and it's on the this might be a podcast.bandcamp.com. It's a part of the They'll Need a Crane live tribute. And we did play it live at the show, but we thought that our performance was better on this uh, live basement recording we did. So that's the one I threw nice. on there. Cool. That was a good one. Yeah, I had so much fun covering this song with you guys. So Plus, thanks that for show me. was <laughs> super fun as well. Yeah, last show I ever played in 2020. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was it. And we also did uh, Particle Man loud and sloppy. That was so much fun. <laughs> There's one where uh, the um, chord progression uh, it takes a little easier on you, eh, Tim. Yeah. Did we do on? on <laughs> They'll need a crane too at that show. Uh, you you and me did it with Carrie and Dana. Yes, that's what it was. Um, yeah, we did. That was very. Fun. I, I also me. love that song. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone, you can head to this might be a podcast for the They'll Need a Crane live tribute EP. Um, yeah, it has only to crane and then, uh, when will you die? Boss of me and Particle Man and then my friend Scott Curry on banjo played. Judy's are Vietnam and I'll sink Manhattan and that's uh, there for free. And I'm going to play the whole damn thing of our cover because I can and it's my show. This is Doppelpopolis live from Valor Underground Studios covering They Might Be Giants. When will you die? Click it. So tired 
Okay, so we are to the portion of the show where you fellas need to score this song. Now, you're scoring it against other They Might Be Giants songs that you know. So so perhaps for you guys, it's not scoring it against as many tunes as some of my other guests have. But you're scoring it on a scale of uh, to 10, and you can use decimals. What would you score? When will you die? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Well, I'll preface mine with I am I do have the bias going that it is now a song that I cover, so <laughs> that makes me like it even more. <laughs> yeah. But I just out of the limited amount of they might be giant songs I know compared to most of your listeners that know all of them. Uh I have to score it pretty high. I'm going to give it a 9.2. Hell yeah. Because out of all the Might Be Giants, They Might Be Giants songs that we've covered, it is my personal favorite to play. So, <laughs> oh, hundreds of them. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't have, you know, like I said, I don't own any of the records and stuff, but I respect the Hollows band. Um, and because they're really, really good and they got great lyrics and almost every song I've ever heard. Um, but if I think of the first song that of birdhouse that i've heard and the impact and longevity like it's still so it still resonates you know with me Mm -hmm. and uh um 
So if that's 10, then this is um, a little lower than that. Um, I'd do a 8.7. Nice. Yeah, I, I love this song. It is uh, one of my favorites from the past decade of this band. And uh, I loved it before we covered it. Loved it even more after. I'm going 9.5. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually I don't go higher than my guests, but I just fucking love this song. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So do you fellas have anything uh, you want to plug other than our, our own band? Uh, people can go to doppelpopolis.pancamp.com to hear our two EPs. Is there anything else of your personal things you'd like to plug or people find you on Instagram or anything like that? Hire me. I need a full-time job. Timbrook.com. <laughs> uh, do you really have timbrook.com mm-hmm. nice sure do. <laughs> heck yeah um b-r-o-u-k and yeah yeah if you need to learn hard songs uh off youtube three quarter time is great i just i did that last night even with um uh good old classic strict nine by the sonics the mm. bass part in the yeah. middle is like totally wacky if you know because really fast song and you're like what the hell is going on and then you slow it down you're like oh it makes total sense and and that's you know and it's a long time favorite song of mine so it's like whether it's a new song or an old song it's just fun to like when you hear it you're like oh no way can i learn that and then but then you do it anyway and it's fun and uh and this was the first song i ever did it like that and much thanks to greg for you know you know pushing it through uh and uh you know because it's it's a big learning moment and uh and a kick-ass song yeah yeah a little plug for youtube they needed that bump yeah <laughs> so they'll they'll appreciate that hell yeah man. <laughs> give, me, give me some money i want money start sponsoring greg's <laughs> content <laughs> johnny no plugs for me other than plugging unity and love for all <laughs> you don't want to tell people about your uh your your toy uh tableaus My, that you do you know if i had more content to share at this point i would but i'm i'm still in the early stages of creating content so yeah okay write that okay. down toy tableau it's, it sounds like a good <laughs> it is a good title or band nice name or something you know <laughs> I mean, many different things yeah like a good song could exactly so people can find this might be a podcast all over the social medias uh at this might be a pod on twitter uh email with your thoughts what do you think of when will you die what do you think of our conversation uh email me this might be a pod at gmail leave me voicemails at 224-801-2930 if you really like the shit you can uh become a patron on uh, patreon.com slash this might be a podcast so uh i think that's it and thanks again boys thanks for having us and for choosing that song to cover i never Mm -hmm. would have known it existed and now it's so much fun every time we play it yep hell yeah same all right dudes check you later hopefully sooner rather than later for sure great take care you're insane you are bad you wreck everything you touch and you're a sociopath